Welcome to episode 26 of the IU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week's episode is a little different as earlier this week, the Ohio Valley Conference held its virtual media day for football, which we played in the OVC this spring. The Panthers were represented by head coach Adam Cushing and quarterback Harry Woodbury. For this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast, we bring you the audio recording of EIU's session from OVC Media Day. The 2021 spring football season will kick off for EIU on Sunday, February 21st, as six of EIU's seven games will take place on Sunday. The home opener for EIU will be on Sunday, February 28th against Southeast Missouri. EIU will play four of the seven games in the OVC schedule at home. Two players, wide receiver Isaiah Hill and linebacker Dietarius Johnson, were named to the preseason All-OVC team. Want to hear more episodes of EIU Panthers podcast? Then be sure to like and follow us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcast by simply searching EIU Panthers podcast. In EIU Athletics news this week, basketball continues in the Ohio Valley Conference as the Panthers get set for a series of road games. Additional EIU athletic teams will be back in competition as the women's tennis team, men's and women's cross country, and men's and women's indoor track all have events scheduled for this upcoming weekend. For the latest news and schedule updates on Eastern Illinois Athletics, be sure to visit us online at eiupanthers.com and follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast as we bring you Eastern Illinois session from the Ohio Valley Conference Virtual Football Media Day with head coach Adam Cushing and quarterback Harry Woodbury. All right, coach, uh, we're entering the most unpredictable season probably of anybody's coaching career. So just talk about where we where EIU football is right now and just what your general thoughts are. Yeah. Uh, well, good afternoon. Obviously, you, you said it. What an exciting day, though, to be on the eve of football season here. Um, it's it's an extended off season, um, and I think that's what uh, what the, the topic is. But it, but it's the extended off season that they really saw both our program and obviously the world have challenges, uncharted territory, um, successes, tragedy. Um, I'm just sitting here incredibly proud of the response of our football program. Um, our staff and, and players embraced a mantra that we all kind of came to together of what does this make possible? And we were just finding ways to turn some of the challenges into opportunities just by stretching our daily best. And um, I think what, you know, with our culture is focused on when, what's important now. And our players really demonstrated that focus with, with the most important thing that we could do is control what was under our control throughout the off season. And so we had two consecutive semesters of a team GPA over a 3.0. Um, we, we found different and creative ways to serve the community. Not obviously um, as, uh, as easy maybe as it used to be, but our, our young men continued to find ways to get out and, and be, be present in the community. And, and on the football side, we were truly focused on, on what our why is in our program and that's for each other. And so we spent the offseason deepening connections with each other, um, sharing our past, our gratitude, our habits to, to help us create the future. So um, I think, you know, speaking of gratitude, it's something that we talk about on a weekly basis. And I, I just want to I want to make sure I take the opportunity to express my gratitude, my thanks for for why we're sitting here today, why we're able to talk about a football season. Um, first, the EIU administration led by our president, Dr. Glassman, our provost, Dr. Gatrell. Our athletic administration, led by our athletic director, Tom Michael, and then special mention to our athletic training staff, led by Jim Nave and Jason Heyer, 
Um, obviously, with, with what COVID has put in front of us, so much work has gone behind the scenes to get us to this point by all these people, but especially our training staff and, and our, our, our players and our coaching staff and the football side are just in, are grateful beyond measure for the opportunity that all of their hard work has put in front of us. And um, last but not least, as we move toward the season, I want to make sure I mention Joe Roscoe, our director of football performance that, that passed unexpectedly in November. We love him and miss him greatly every day. And, and our team is going to play this football season in honor of the passion and purpose that he brought every single day of his life. So um, truly an exciting, exciting afternoon and um, couldn't be more thrilled to be talking to you guys again with football uh, practice coming on Saturday. Thank you, Coach. Uh, some people have already done this, but if you have a question, let me know down in the chat and I'll call on you. And we'll start first with uh, Alessandra. Hi, Coach. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, so I just have two questions, but the first one, you're about to embark on two football seasons in one year. How does it feel? Is it a little daunting? <laughs> uh, you know, this has obviously been, been a, a big part of the conversation nationally, a big part of my conversations with other coaches on just um, exactly how to do it the right way. Um, and, and so certainly some of that we have to take into consideration with everything that we do. We have to understand that these young men are, are going to have a, a heck of a year. Um, but I think that if, if you ask the players, they'd certainly say they're pretty excited about the opportunity. And I think when when it comes down to how we're going to go about preparing for that, we're going to do it one week at a time. If COVID has taught us nothing, um, it, it certainly has taught us that, that the best thing that we can do is be prepared to adjust. And so I, I, we have a long-term plan sketched out, certainly, but, but it's, I think the most important thing we're going to do is pay attention to how our players are responding to that um, from week to week and be able to, to respond accordingly as coaches so that we're not just stuck in our old ways, that we're able to do what's best for the football team. And then last question, you told me a few times in the fall that you wanted to focus on getting bigger and stronger. So just how did you guys do that? Absolutely. Um, and I think if you'd have been in our weight room this morning, um, you'd have noticed that, that, that truly our, our young men have, have bought in completely to being their best on a daily basis in that room. And it's been incredible, again, starting with Joe Roscoe's leadership and transitioning into Derek Stein, our current director of football performance, has done an absolutely incredible job designing the program to get them ready to play football, obviously bigger, faster, stronger, and we got to be bigger and stronger to be successful, but ready to play football has been our number one focus. And, and when our young men came back from our Christmas break, it was just an incredible, pleasant surprise to see what great shape that we, that we're in. We'll go to uh, Barry from uh, Prairie State Pigskin. Hey coach. Good afternoon. I uh, wanted to ask you, you know, in dealing with COVID, how important is positional flexibility, specifically in places like the offensive line and maybe the defensive backfield? Uh, it's everything. <laughs> we, we have to have um, that ability to adjust. And I've been talking to the football team about it um, constantly, even more so these last couple of weeks since we've been back. But um, our ability to adjust is going to define our success. It really is. And our ability to to use a concept as coaches in multiple different ways and still keep it simple for the players equates to the player's ability to, um, to play a few different positions and be able to still be successful. So we have to keep the system as coaches simple enough to allow that flexibility 
because COVID is, is going to create some unpredictability that we have to um, mitigate with simplicity. Second question I had for you, Coach, I wanted to ask you about um, Harry Woodbury transitioned from basically an air raid style offense to a more traditional offense um, as your staff came in. Can you, can you discuss a little bit his challenges and how far he's come in this offense? Yeah, um, obviously, Harry, uh, if you watch last year's video, Harry's progress on the field from game one to the end of the season was fantastic. Um, and I think what's even more exciting is what he's done this offseason is um, his understanding of the system. He's an incredibly bright young man, um, an incredibly hard worker. And so his understanding of the system has just grown to the point where he owns it. I mean, it, it, when he steps out there, he knows every little intricacy. He's the guy at, at walkthrough asking me to, to get a special video right behind him so that he can see those little details. He's just his quest to be one day better is what makes him such a great quarterback. And so his that quest and those details is the reason that he's that he's sitting in the position he's in right now with an opportunity to be a, a division one quarterback which is it's really, really neat to see his progression from last year where he was a darn good player before we got here. Don't get me wrong, but just his progression within the system has been fantastic. Thank you, Coach. Next, uh, Adam Samino. Adam, go ahead. All right, thank you. Hi, Coach. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, Adam. Uh, hi. You have a sizable freshman class this season um, coming in, of course, with COVID-19, everything's all different. What's been the biggest challenge getting the new guys integrated, not just freshmen, but maybe transfers as well, getting them integrated into the system, into the school? Yeah, um, you know, I think Kyle mentioned at the beginning, right, kind of the unprecedented nature that we're in, right? Take, uh, take every football player in history and, uh, and remove football from their first semester in college, right? And so that I think was their biggest challenge was just that that thing that they always relied on to create that structure in their life to help keep them focused. Um, what just wasn't there. And so that was was our responsibility as a staff and as a program, right? Players to players helping each other out was just creating that structure and making sure that we put everything in place that is just naturally the motivation is naturally there when you have a football season to be completely structured, to have your time managed, all those little details that when, when you remove that, um, if all you do is just say, okay, well, we're just going to transition into, into, you know, spring ball in the fall, fall ball, whatever you want to call it, it's just different. And so making sure that we're focused on every aspect of their life outside of football, um, when they have that, that big piece removed in order to truly create a, a seamless transition. Great. Thank you. Next, let's go to uh, Jack Ashmore. Go ahead, Jack. Go. Okay, good. Sorry about that. Um, you're talking about the freshmen. Uh, I noticed on your roster, virtually half the freshmen are from the state of Illinois. Um, looking down the road with no high school football in the fall this past year and spring football being still in question, is that going to change your recruiting focus at all? No. Um... No, it's a great question. No, we still signed a number of, of young men from the state of Illinois in the December signing period. Um, we've been on those young men since their junior season. Uh, and certainly that's, we're just always going to start and end our recruiting here in our own state. It's, it's natural. We want, you know, there's great football in this state. Obviously I'm, I'm a native myself. And so I know the level of football that's played here. Um, and so it's going to just force us to do a little more work as coaches. That's what it's going to do is it's going to, put a little more onus on us. 
Um, and so we'll, we'll play out however it plays out for the state of Illinois, I think is what it is for, for this spring season. But, um, but that's going to remain our focus. We're going to start and end in the state of Illinois, but, but really, you know, we, we had an incredible job by our staff of, of extending out into our footprint into the major metropolitan areas that are within a four or five hour drive in the state of Kentucky and, and Tennessee, um, Missouri, Kansas, up into Milwaukee and, and Detroit. So there's been some, some great inroads that we've made in recruiting um, in that footprint. And so we're going to start and end in Illinois, but I think our, our ability to, to see video on and all those surrounding states just allows uh, maybe just a little bit different process that will force our, our coaches to do a little more in the state of Illinois. Uh, Mike Paris, you're up next. Hey, Coach. Mike Paris down at Jacksonville State, Gamecock Sports Network. Before you joined us, uh, some of the coaches, shall we say, at some of the schools farther south talked about the weather and how it could affect things in the early going since you are the northernmost school in the league. February could be interesting, I guess, weather-wise, and into March, could it not? Yeah, in the state of Illinois, it could be interesting into April or May. <laughs> Does that give you an edge, an advantage, you think, in some ways? Uh, I sure hope so. Um, you know, we're, we're going to leverage every advantage that we can get, um, you know. And so in the end, football's football, I think. It, it, but it, it would be ignorant to, to say that we're not actually going to prepare for that, right? And so some of these games will be a little bit different. And we got to understand what that means, both offensively and defensively, what that's going to do to the playbooks, how it's going to affect special teams in a major way. And so it's just going to it's going to make sure that as coaches that we're on it, that we're talking about that, that we have an understanding of what's coming um, to help prepare our young men for for what they're going to see on on Sundays. I'm, again, I'm going to get this. Uh, it's hard for me to transition to saying Sundays. But um, so, I, yeah, certainly if, if we can create an advantage from it, absolutely. We're going to leverage every advantage we possibly can. But in the end, we're all going to be facing the same things. We just have to do a great job preparing them so that they have the opportunity to succeed on Sunday. Uh, next up, uh, Matt Fladden from uh, the Herald and Review. Hi, Coach. Uh, good to talk to you. Um, to touch on the recruiting, um, you know, new uh, Illini coach, Brett Belima, talked about the importance of Illinois recruiting. Um, do you think that's sort of uh, thrown down the gauntlet a little bit, a challenge to get the top recruits in the, in the state? Are you up for that challenge? <laughs> Well, I, I, absolutely. Let's go. Uh, let's have some fun recruiting this state because, again, there are plenty of football players. And I think what you'll see when, when, you, when you watch our roster um, play on February 21st, you're going to see a lot of great football players from, from the state of Illinois playing for us. But again, you're going to see a lot from all over. But, uh, but again, we are going to start and end here uh, with our in-state uh, institution. This is a place that, that, you know, we certainly have a lot of pride in our home state and, and, our, lot, and our home state has a lot of pride in us. And I think that's what's going to going to grow a program so that we can have our, our uh, you know, hopefully have our parents all sitting in the stands watching us um, year in and year out. So. Um, so, yeah, let's let's have fun. Let's make sure that all the, the college football players and their high school football players that have the ability to play Division one football in the state of Illinois um, have a place to go. Along those lines, sort of, too, um, you know, last year, uh, defense was a, a Panther strength. Um, what do you see? Uh, you know, is it? going to be more of a balance there? I mean, offensively, are you, are you seeing a lot of growth, do you think? Incredible growth. Um, I think what, uh, you know, what, what we saw on the offense that there were, there were games last year where we had five true freshmen playing O-line. There were games last year where we had eight or nine true freshmen on the field at any one time. And so um, what does this make possible? Our COVID mantra, what does this make possible is that we've gained a ton of experience for those 
for those young guys, those newcomers between uh, between then and now, and and certainly allowed us an an opportunity. Right, everybody can can talk about um, the delay as a negative. We're flipping that right on its head and turning it into an incredible opportunity for us to have gained more experience, more exposure to the system, more time to get bigger, faster, and stronger, so that that we're more developed on that side of the ball. And and I think that that our offense has taken incredible steps to. Um, to know exactly what our identity is, know exactly who we are, how to get the ball in our playmakers' hands, and um, and and truly just you know let let our quarterback go out there on the field and, and run the show and and um, move us up and down the field the, the way that he knows how. Another question from uh, from Jack, and then we'll go to Van Stokes. Uh, Coach, uh, several of your opponents have. Uh played some games in the fall. Is that something you guys considered? And like for the, for instance, maybe the Illinois state game? You know, we had some conversations about whether or not it was going to make sense, to be honest with you. Um, and where, where we stood, you know, both with some of the restrictions um, within our state, some of the positivity rates in our, in our County on our campus. So, and, and just some of the, the, you know, myriad of unknowns that there were out there, we definitely had discussions, but nothing really um, got to the point where we could get serious enough about it with all the different uh, factors at play. Obviously this is a a complicated thing that wasn't just as simple as hop on a bus and and go play a football game as it normally is. So uh, we had some discussions, but nothing got far enough to, uh, to actually get to that point. Thank you. And then uh, Van Stokes. Coach Van Stokes from Austin P and the Ohio and the Governor Sports Network. You've been around this merry-go-round one time now. What have you learned about the Ohio Valley Conference? What is your takeaway from last year and your biggest learning point, perhaps? Um, takeaway, I mean, there's there's about uh, I don't know three thousand. How much time do you have, Van? But um, but the reality is 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 the the talent. Um, both players and coaches in this conference, right? The, the incredible players um, that, that truly play their hearts out on every Saturday in the past, Sunday this, this spring. Um, and then the level of detail to which they're coached. I think, you know, not having ever competed against a team other than EIU in, in, my, uh, in my, my past, um, you know, I just didn't have a great concept. And, and so once, you know, going through a season and seeing how really competitive this, this entire conference is from top to bottom, right? On any given Sunday, any team can win. Um, and, and, you know, just how hard the players play, how talented the players are. I think it's, it's really impressive. It is. And, and so I think that it's going to be really, really fun to have a national captive audience this spring watching, watching our conference compete because there's going to be a lot of eyes opened. I really believe that from, you know, both from the EIU Panthers, but everybody around our conference to see what level of football that we play around here. Thank you. Anybody else have a question for Coach Cushing? We have time for one or two more for him before we transition to our student athlete. Coach, yeah, yeah I have one. Um, Go ahead, Jack. One, one of the big improvements uh, uh, that we saw last year from the previous season was a, a real reduction in the amount of penalties that the team received. Uh, what? Uh, how did you? How did you manage to clean that up? Uh, well, we focus on discipline. That's that's a uh, an absolute foundational value in our program. We talk about passion, attitude, investment, and discipline are our foundational values. And and discipline truly um, is just you know you create your habits, and your habits create you. And so if we do that, if we coach to that every single day in practice, and require that to be the standard on a daily basis, then it comes naturally on on Saturdays or again this spring Sundays. Right? We can't just 
allow it to go on during the week in practice. We had to be really, really demonstrative coaching it um, and making sure that they understood the, the, the value of, uh, of what a penalty does. Honestly, it's, it, all it does is, is beat yourself. And, and, you know, we talk to the young men all the time. You can't beat two teams on, on, a, on the same day. If you beat yourself, you don't have an opportunity to beat the other team. And so um, that's why we played so many close games, because our guys really embraced that discipline. We had a lot of other things that we had to clean up and lots and lots that we had to work on as coaching staff. But, but I, I give a lot of credit to our young men for embracing that part of it and understanding that by, by truly keeping that out of our game, it kept us in every game in the fourth quarter this past year and, and really you know, made a lot of things competitive. Made it a little more heartbreaking sometimes to lose those games because of that. But, uh, but I think that the discipline that the guys have embraced has been fantastic. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll go to Matt again for another question to close it up with Coach Cushing. Along the lines of the scheduling, um, you know, playing on Sunday, playing in the spring, does playing on Sunday lead, uh, sort of bring something to the games maybe, uh, a little bit like the NFL maybe, or, you know, playing in the spring, do we make too much of that? And is that going to really make a big difference between playing in the fall? Uh, yeah, kind of a two-part question there, right? Sundays and the spring, right? So if we're changing one thing, we might as well change everything, right? <laughs> Why not? Um, no, I think, I think that, uh, that Sundays – uh, I think that what's neat about it is going to be the, the, the audience that we get, especially the national audience. I, you know, people are always jonesing for football after the NFL season ends. And the reality is we're going to be able to deliver a really awesome, awesome product on the field in, on Sundays when people have nothing much else to do but turn their TV on and watch the Panthers play, right? And so that's going to be really fun. And uh, playing in the spring – I, I, honestly, if you, you know, I've got Harry Woodbury, um, you know, getting ready to come on here. I think that that's a, the best question is probably for them, but, but I know talking with, with our young men on the, on our team, our student athletes, they don't care what time of year they, they play uh, on December 21st and, and, you know, in four feet of snow, if it gave them an opportunity to play the game they love. So um, we're certainly testing them with that. We've been out on the field uh, in the mornings, these, you know, this past week and again this morning. So uh, making sure that, that, that they, they truly adhere to that and they have, they've shown up with incredible passion for it. So I, I really, I think in the end, football's football. Let's put the ball down, kick it off, and uh, and then we'll, we'll you know, we're going to see that that everybody is just as competitive on on Sundays in the spring as they are on on fall Saturdays. Thank you, Coach. Let me ask, squeeze in one more. Then what uh, the Tony Romo and the College Football Hall of Fame? What did that do? That buzz that creates, and obviously it's positive for you all. But can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, uh, incredibly positive, right? I mean, it's it's evidence that you can go anywhere in you know EIU and and uh, and and have a great career and go play in, in, or go get inducted in College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, this is a place that is used to big names in football. This is a place that is used to success, and so to have that type of um, that caliber of player come out of here, I mean, you know, just talking with quarterbacks that we're recruiting, it's pretty instant. Right. Talking with anybody that watched college or that watched uh, NFL football and, you know, the, the playoffs these past few weeks and certainly, uh, you know, heard the announcement on, on the playoff game and on, on a week ago Sunday. And then, um, you know, listens to the guy that was not only a great player, but is truly at the top of what he does, um, you know, in terms of commentating as well. And so. And, and I think what's most important is it's a guy that's engaged, right? Is a guy that, uh, that, you know, I, I shot him a text, Hey, congrats. And he, you know, he just writes back, Hey, you know, it's amazing. I, I got to get it right here. He said, it's amazing 
what, what, um, that anything can happen if you fall in love with trying to get better. If you fall in love with trying to get better, anything can happen. I think the way he chose those words is, is pretty neat too. He didn't say fall in love with getting better, trying to get better. It's truly the effort. Uh, and so to have somebody of that stature that, that truly wanted to make sure that we passed that along to the team and that, that um, you know, gave back to the team as we had so many guys do this past offseason. Coach Payton got on Zoom with the team, Jimmy G, Coach Shanahan. I mean, our connection to our tradition has been incredible. And it's something that we leveraged throughout COVID is an opportunity to get our, our, our young men connected to the, tr the incredible tradition of EIU. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon, and uh, best of luck in the spring. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kyle. Thanks, everybody. Uh, can't wait to see you guys on Sundays. Go Panthers. Hey, everybody. We're going to transition into uh, senior quarterback, Harry Woodbury. He'll uh, sit down and, and be with us. If you know you have a question for him, just again, queued up in the chat, and uh, we'll call on you after uh, letting him uh, answer one or two quick ones before that. So just uh, use the chat function if you have a question. Can you hear us okay, Harry? Yes, sir. Uh, let me start first then with what Coach was just talking about. Like, you're, you're playing quarterback for a school that's had Sean Payton and Jimmy Garoppolo with Tony Romo. Just talk about that that exposure and and uh, continuing in a long line of uh, great quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's amazing. Uh, we talk about all the time this program stands on the backs of giants. I mean, you know, like Coach Cushing said, there's a ton of football uh, history here. A ton of guys come through here and go on to do great things. Obviously, it's an honor to be part of this program and to be able to be um, to play behind those guys and obviously to push yourself to try to be that good. But, you know, it's, it's not a one person sport. I'm not really focused on following their footsteps or whatever, but it really is an honor to be able to play in a program that has had guys like that come through here. And one more and then we'll let some other media people ask some questions. Obviously, November 2019 is when you last played a football game. What are, you, what are your feelings? What are you most looking forward to uh, in February in that first game? I mean, we talked about it literally this morning. It's been the longest off season in football history. Um, we have been grinding uh, over the Christmas break, over the fall when we had fall ball, um, all the workouts, all the grinding, all the early mornings and the late nights. It's just like just being able to get, get back out on the field with your guys and go play football. You know, we all love this sport. It's why we work in the off season. It's why we get up early. It's why we're out on the field when it's 15 degrees outside. Um, you know, it's just going to be great to get back out there on the field and uh, let it loose. Perfect. Well, let's go to some questions. Uh, Barry uh, from Prairie State Pigskin, you're up first. Hey, good afternoon, Harry. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Doing well. I had a, I had a question for you, um, first of all, about with so many young guys on the offense last year, there were times when you had five true freshman offensive linemen in front of you. What made that difficult? And what were the challenges of working with so many young guys? Yeah, I mean, Honestly, first of all, I'd like to say it was it was just amazing to watch those guys grow over the season. I think they did an awesome job stepping up to the plate. I've been a true freshman. Um, I luckily got to red shirt, but I can only imagine what it's like, obviously, baptism by fire. And uh, shout out to those guys for doing an amazing job coming in every single week of the season, getting better, working hard and really playing their tails off for a true freshman. Um, obviously, you know, there were some times where, we had some busts and some mistakes, but that's just all part of growth. And, um, you know, it's, it's a learning, a learning experience, and they've taken every opportunity to learn from those things. You talked about growth. I want to ask you, what's your biggest growth area in this offense, considering your transition from Navarro and the offense right. you had in there? Yeah, I mean, you know, the air raid, um, moving from, from that to this offense, it's just a lot more um, – 
you know, strategy, I think personally, I've, I've talked to some of my friends and my parents about this moving from the area, which is really see space, take space. Um, this offense allows you to really control a football game. Um, and when you go in and watch the film, you can really take even more advantage of, of opponents' weaknesses. And, you know, I love the area and I played in it for three years. It was, it was a great time, but this really is more of a, you know, go in, do your work in the, you know, in the film room, and then you can come out and really take advantage of those things. And honestly, it just helps you play a play football at a, at a much like higher level. I feel like personally. The last one I had for you, Harry, was you got a chance to work with Isaiah Hill before he got on the field on Saturdays last year. Um, can you discuss a little bit his skill set and what makes him such a weapon for you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, you guys see him on Saturdays. You see the speed, you see the dynamic plays he's able to make, but, you know, you guys don't see him in the offseason. You know, that guy is out here working on the field every single chance he has, perfecting his craft, working on his routes, you know, watching film. He's he's ultra competitive. I, I live with him. Um, we compete every day in everything, even though it's unnecessary at times, but he is, he is a very hard worker. I think that's the biggest thing that stands out to me is just how hard of a worker he is. He always wants to get better. He's always comparing himself to the best people on the field. Um, and that's just awesome to watch. And it, it, it's really motivation as well. Can you share an example of some of those unnecessary competitions at home? Ah, video games, um, <laughs> anything like that, you know, just really dumb stuff. We compete over who can cook the best meal. I mean, it's kind of, it gets a little bit pointless at times, but it's all good fun. Great. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate it. Yep. Let's go, uh, Mike Brad. Hey, Harry, Mike Brad, you Radio. Getting ahead of myself here, but you've got eligibility left after this spring. Do you know what your plans are for fall? I'll definitely be back for the fall. That was short. That was good. Thanks. Yep. Uh, Alessandra, if you'd like to go next. Um, well, then, I guess piggybacking off of that, you're about to embark on two seasons in one year. Just mm -hmm. is it a little daunting to you? Just what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm actually super excited. You know, you guys have referenced um, that we we played with some youth last year, and I'm super excited to see how these guys take the field in the spring and then to even just build more off of that in the fall. I think this is going to be a runway for um, some awesome things. And we're just really excited to get back out on the field. I mean, it's, it's probably going to take some, some more focus on recovery, making sure doing a good job of stretching, getting in the, in the training room, taking care of your body throughout the week, making sure I'm doing all the things off the field, obviously nutrition, sleep, all that stuff. But um, you know, we're looking forward to it and I'm really excited. I love this team and I'm just excited to play as much as I can with them. And besides the obvious that you guys get to play, is there anything else that you're really excited for when the season starts? Um, play, well, playing football is, you know, the number one thing. But honestly, I, I'm really excited to see how this team continues to grow. We, we have, I think Coach Cushing talked about it in his interview. We have really, like, grown closer as a team by focusing on creating connections and really getting to know each other as people outside of football. And, you know, the locker room, like, the vibe in the locker room right now, um, it's just, I feel like we're really, really growing close, even with like the guys who have just come in as freshmen. And I just, I'm looking forward to seeing that grow even more as we get to go out and have success on the football field together. I think that's only going to get stronger. Let's go to uh, Jack Ashmore. Harry, you touched a little bit upon this, but your second year in the system, I would imagine that makes things a lot more comfortable for you going into this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's that, you know, and then honestly, just really getting to know my OC as, you know, as a person, Coach Koo is my quarterback coach, my, my head coach, and understanding, you know, 
there's there's knowing the offense by just knowing like yes i know this play i know the routes and then there's really knowing this offense like hey when he calls this play this is probably what he's thinking versus look and i think that's something that you get as you grow and get to know people and you know you kind of start to share like a mind with them when you're on the field what they're looking for what they like to see what kind of things they like to run where they want the ball to go and i, and I just really think that that's like the biggest growth and um it's, it's been pretty awesome, obviously, going into year two, obviously with a long offseason, watching a ton of film, going over the entire install again, um, and really getting to master it. Also, your top three receivers are back, and Matt Rain is back. Uh, how important is that to have that familiarity with the receivers? Yeah, I'm very excited for those three. Um, Matt, you know, I've played with him since junior college. Um, him, him being out last year with the ankle injury was obviously – really tough. He's, he's my other roommate and, you know, having to watch him go through that was tough. And we, we obviously missed him out there on the field, but, you know, we're, we're really super excited to go out there and see what we can do. Thank you. Anybody else? Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Flad, Matt, go ahead. Uh, tell me your thoughts on getting to play on Sunday. Not a lot of football going on right now. So you're going to be uh, maybe center of attention. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, you know, you grow up uh, as a kid dreaming about playing on Sundays. So um, it's going to be awesome. Tell me to your thoughts on, you know, a fall versus spring um, coach sort of made it seem like you guys would play under any conditions at this point. Uh, is that sort of true? Yeah. I mean, we train in this stuff all year. So I think we're probably going to be the coldest school in our conference. I'm not worried about it. Thank you. Got time for one more. If anybody else has a, uh, a question for Harry. Um, Alexander, go ahead piggybacking off of that because I know you guys are used to playing in the cold and in the snow but playing in February do you think that you're um is that going to impact you guys at all especially if it's snowing during a game I mean obviously weather plays a part in football it's part of the sport um you know I'm sure it'll affect game plans and kind of what we are more focused on for that week um so physically yeah there's obviously restrictions with that you know you need to wear different gear and you know prepare yourself um, differently just because, you know, weather can put restrictions on football, but mentally I don't think it's going to make a difference. Anybody else? Harry, thanks so much for your time this afternoon and best of luck this spring. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.